What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our podcast. I should not have said that. If you want to email us with anything that you want us to talk about, just email us at ISNHSTpodcast.com at gmail.com. I should not have said that. If you, it's that's hard to remember, you can remember my special acronym that is In Summer, summer No Husband Should, should tickle. tickle Podcast at gmail.com. The first letter of each of those words. Today's a really fun day. Today, so a little while ago, Dallin did uh, the anonymous question thing. That trend um, came and it went real that fast. That trend came and went. But I did the trend. Dallin did it. And everyone, I feel like everyone assumes it's me answering when you... when you. I said it was Dallin. Did you say it was Dallin? Anyways, I thought it'd be cool because Dallin answered all those questions. And his answers are often different than my answers. Mm-hmm. You know what? Your answers are usually more thoughtful than my answers. I read some of your like marriage counseling ones where people are like, what should I do in my marriage? And I'm like, oh, whereas I would be like, I don't know. Does it really matter? Just drop it. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Look, we're all going to die someday. No, I'm just like, well, is it really worth arguing about? I don't know. No, no. You had good answers, but he's going to answer. He's going to ask me the questions and I'm going to answer and get into Get into a lively discussion, probably. Sweet. Here we go. Number one, with an easy one. Where can I send you my wedding invite? Oh, I you, remember seeing that you love to read and see them. Yeah, we hang them up on our fridge. One day we're going to actually show up. Don't send it to us unless you actually want us to show up because one day we're going to. And it'd <laughs> and be like, really oh, weird if awkward. you were like, mm, I don't want you guys didn't really want you here. Yeah. Um, just send it to our PO, our PO box. box. I never remember. PO, PO box, box seven. No, that's our old one. 237. PO box 237. Washington, Utah. Eight four four seven eight zero. Look at you. You got it. It's also on our YouTube and Facebook pages if you want our address. Okay. Okay. Next, we're on a roll. Getting married in two weeks. How do I make the most of the day? I'm constantly worried about everyone else having a good time instead of focusing on myself. Elope. Don't I? I would elope in a second. Well, it's too late you for know, that. She's people... got a big wedding planned. Lots of people coming. I don't know. It probably won't be what you want it to be because you invited so many people. So just accept that, that a lot of people are probably going to like ruin your day a little bit in little ways and just be okay with that. I think a fundamental difference between Dallin and I is Dallin like fantasizes about like what a situation could be. And he's like, this is what it's going to be. And it's going to be so great. And everything's going to go perfect. And I'm back there in the background, like, Hmm. I don't know, this person's coming or P.S. we have kids or that guy, mm, you know, like I'm kind of the realist in the family. So I think if you just accept in your heart that people are going to be idiots and probably do weird things that will really bug you for the rest of your life, um, then just focus on the good parts. But know that that's going to happen because it absolutely will. People act nutty at weddings and everyone thinks it's their special day, even though it's really yours. So just like accept that. It's um, and like laugh about it. That's why people make like comedy sketches about this kind of stuff. Like weddings, the worst in people comes out at weddings, I feel like. And the best. Where is this coming from? It's just I feel so like personal. so many guests are so great at Oh weddings. yeah, so many are, but there's always the token family members who are like, I've been waiting for my son's wedding my whole life. This is my special day. Or like There's always a weirdo. There's always like the this, member like, of one the family. Dude. Or like Don't focus on the weirdo. There's so many great grandpa. things happening at your like, wedding. Every wedding we filmed had like the like, at least one weird thing happen. 
Yeah. You know, like just expect it to happen. Like the mom expecting this to go differently. These families hating each other. One side of the family has to show up and then leave because there's a restraining order against the other side. (laughs) Yeah, that happened. Yeah, I was there where they had it in two parts. And one side of the family was invited to the ceremony and the other side of the family was invited to reception. And there was a 10 minute block in the middle where one family left out one door and the other family came in the other door because they literally had legal reasons. restraining orders. That was the wedding where the grandpa stood up too and called and everybody he, to repentance for not being Mormon. Everyone to, that was wild. Was it Mormon? Yeah. He just said, he just, they, he, all of his children were living lives very much in not sin. in accordance to his beliefs and he stood up during the toast he chastised everyone and it was funny well, i was like oh my god it was really it was so drawn out because he only <laughs> spoke spanish <laughs> so um so he, really it no, was awkward listen, for the translator the, his granddaughter was translating like, oh sh- um and he would be okay, like I'm saying something say really angrily in spanish and then she would like look at him like you really want me to say that and then she would be like <laughs> Grandpa asked that we all follow the commandments more. And um, that church that he wants you all to be a part of is is the Mormon church. And it, oh man, it was so awkward. It was all awkward. I'm saying is you are inviting people to your wedding and you're also inviting their issues and their weirdness. And most people are going to be great and respectful and fun and the best. Mm-hmm. But just count on so that you're not completely brokenhearted and disappointed people acting nutty. There will be a few. But there will be a few. Don't let them ruin your day. Kay. I like what Pam did. Took steps back and took mental snapshots. Practice boundaries. Just just practice. Like, I am terrible at this. But just, like, amp yourself up to be like, no, I don't think I want to do that. Like, when I say that, I have to go throw up somewhere. Practice doing that It's in the so hard for me. Just be like, mm. Or I blame Dallin. I'm like, well, <laughs> find someone to blame who other people are more scared of than you. Like, I either choose my mom or Dallin, or my sister, who's like braver than me. And I'll be like, well, Jill doesn't want it this way. And people are like, oh, okay. And they would say that to me if I was like, I don't want it that way. I'm just so afraid to don't say that. Don't be afraid to speak up, man. I'll be like, Woman. Dallin's really particular about the wedding cake, so it needs to be here. Yeah. When really, it's Dallin. you. <laughs> Look, Dallin has very specific ideas about this cake. I do this all the time. No one F up my cake, okay? Everyone's like, Dallin's really particular, isn't he? And I'm like, you know. <laughs> he really is. He's, once you know how to work with him, it's really not hard. I love being married to him so much. But really, if you don't do this, he's going to freak. You start crying a little bit. Yeah. Please don't do this. All right. Anyways, next question. That's my advice to you. Advice for married couples going through a hard time. I don't have good advice. I only have advice that I do. If you're, I don't know, if you're going through a hard time, Dallin and I did marriage counseling we tried to go on more dates. Um, what it, I, sometimes it just like, it's like a storm, right? And sometimes it just passes. So I know people are like, never go to bed angry. I go to bed angry. I feel like we go to bed angry all the time. Not all the time. A couple times a month. Sure. Sure. Sometimes people just need more time to think it out. Maybe this is what Dallin and I realized about our marriage, right? Like we had heard all these things like, never go to bed angry and never there's never you know like always treat your spouse like a princess or like whatever we kind of had this like we were trying to achieve this like perfect marriage so our really great marriage our normal marriage felt like a failure to us because we were like we fight and sometimes we go to bed angry and read the scriptures together and we don't agree on everything 
And that always made us feel like we had a bad marriage. But when we stopped trying to like, when I just, in my mind was like, that's, that's, that's like not a, no one can have that marriage unless like you're nutty, right? Like everyone fights, everyone has opinions. Maybe not, maybe you're great and you don't fight, but I feel like most people don't agree on everything. So we just kind of like dropped that expectation. So now we're just like your average Joes living together and we just tick each other off every once in a while. Sure. sure. Look, for the vast majority of people. Look, what does Joe Biden, Joe Biden starts out every. Look, folks, come on. I love him. Come on, guys. Look, I, I, somebody ordered me pizza. I'm here with my dog, champ. No, it's um, Commander or General. General. What is it? Whatever. I just love that his dog's in every picture. Come on, folks. Anyways. Um, what were look, you? so for the vast majority of people, living life with a life partner is better than living life without a life partner. There's a small Dallin percentage of people. says that to himself every morning while no, he's out meditating. I mean, this is, this is zooming out from a thousand foot view. And then once you realize, I think I am a person... It should be net positive in your ability to live your values in your marriage. If it's net negative and you're literally not able to live like most of your values or more of your values are not being able to be met because of your marriage, then that's literally when it's like, maybe I should reconsider or something. But if it's net positive and you're being able to fulfill your values and your goals in life, then realize that 80% of problems in marriage are unresolvable and you got to learn to communicate and, and compromise and work together. Can you tell which one of us goes to therapy? I'm like, eh, just shove it under the rug. You're fine. Dallin's like, listen, here's some concrete advice. Yeah. And Dallin then, has good advice. Okay. Next we'll question. Look up gridlock by um, John Gottman and Listen, read about how to get out of my gridlock. podcast down. Okay. You both bring baggage to a marriage and when one person's baggage becomes the other person's trigger, it just gets can get so toxic unless you work on yourself and get therapy and stuff. I feel like every marriage might become that though. Well, like that's... Some more lovingly than others. It's talking about the importance of doing work on yourself and getting therapy if you need to and learning about mental health and right. how to manage your stress and recognizing, no, like, I am very recognizing much how like, you grew up and how that might be influencing things. I can get more detailed here. I just have a really hard time around people I don't know or know well. Like I just, I need like to recover alone in a quiet place. And like, I just need to like be with all these people that I'm getting to know and then leave. And that Dallin, kind of felt like that was super rude for me to be well, like, I'm going to go for a walk while you guys all leave. It used to be such a worry ward about yeah. what everybody thought. And that came at Ashley's expense. So like, I should. would be like, I don't want to create issues with Dallin. I'm just going to power through and like not get away. And then, um, I would just end up crying in front of his family. And it was always just like mortifying to me that I was crying. Cause I don't like doing that. I like to be like very, I like to be very closed off around people I don't know very well. That's terrible. <laughs> Anyways, next Anyways. question. I have a four-year-old and eight-month-old. Some days lately are so difficult. I love them madly, but now I'm thinking I don't want any more kids. Did you feel the same and then change your mind? Does it get a little more manageable? I wasn't able to choose. This was another, like, I was like, I don't know, Dal. I don't know what I want. 
I'm like tapped out right now. The idea of ending having kids forever makes me feel kind of sad. And I don't know if that's just like, I feel sad that I'll never have the moment again, like looking down at my newborn baby in the hospital and like feeling all those feelings. And like, I feel sad when Violet's getting over that, like, these are my last days with a baby. But I also have the like very equal feeling of this is literally like killing me. Like, I don't know if I could ever do this again. Or I also have the feeling of, of, I don't know if my body could ever do this again. Like, I absolutely don't ever want to do that again to my body. And like this year has been like with sleep. I'm like, why would I ever, I just have like equal the same amount feelings of like, I never want to do this again. And I want to have a thousand more children. So I just kind of like put it up to Dallin. Like, and I got a vasectomy. He got a vasectomy. Well, I guess we did have a third one. I really felt like I, I could like see down both paths of me being like so happy with our family of three and me being like so okay with having another, but also kind of terrified of that prospect, but also like that would be beautiful. So I just told him, I was like, I am 50, 50, like, I don't want to have more kids if you're done, but I'm open to it if you're not done. And he was like, I'm done. I love our little family. I want to keep it this way. So he had, and honestly, like, I don't know. I feel like if one person is done, you need to be done or get a divorce. Um, but I can't speak to her last question. I'll, maybe this is Ashley's podcast. Never like, mind. I just feel like if you can't, if one of you is like, I need another kid. And the other of you is like, I never want to have another. I think you have big problems. Or you just decide, like, if both of us aren't in, then we're done. It's a big thing to compromise on. That's probably one of those that, uh, I mean, even before marriage, you have no idea what it's like to have kids, though. So, one, I mean, I started out saying, I want six kids because I thought Dallin that said that would be the main one taking care of them. And I was still going to go out doing whatever I wanted. Yeah, I cried when we had That was my Dallin very was, traditional like, mindset so coming into marriage. How many kids do you want? And we were married. We should have had this conversation before. I probably... I knew so little about kids. And Dallin was like, definitely six. Still don't know Maybe much. seven. And I just started crying. Oh, my gosh. But I had been a kindergarten teacher. So, like... I was in this space like, I don't want a lot because I have been in a classroom with so many. understood where the rubber hits the road with yeah. having kids. Okay. George is going to eat lunch. Well, I just think I knew me. I think some people like really are so good at having a, a big family and it really is so great for Anyways, them. Anyways, yeah. So um, she said, does it get more manageable? She has a four-year-old and an eight-month-old. I can say yes. Because by the time James was three and George was four and a half, yeah, like right before Violet was born, it was it was pretty chill for a while. Yeah, it gets way better. And people have told us that it gets a lot more chill even older than that. We haven't experienced it yet, but when you get to the point like where your have, oldest kid can babysit the other kids, I think that's going to be like, amazing. For example, right now, our kids are home. Violet's taking a nap and George and James were able to say like, hey guys, like mom and dad need to do some work. Here's a Lunchable for you guys to snack on. You both get one and we're going to turn on a fun show upstairs. Come and get us if you need us, but we're having like quiet time right now. And they're like, sure. Great. Can we have a cookie? And I'm like, yeah, great. And then everyone's happy for like an hour. And we, we like couldn't imagine an hour two years ago. This segues into the next question. Maybe ish. If you traveled back in time to pre baby days, what do you wish you had experienced together before kids? 
we're starting a family next year and I'm making a pre-baby bucket list. Literally everything. I don't know. Like Dallin and I were like, we just had this timer where we're like, once we've been married for two years, we need to be pregnant. And I think that's just how everyone in our families had done it. So that was like our standard for ourselves. So then we were I like, had, I had, sorry, getting religious a little bit. I had Dallin H. Dallin H. Oaks's quote in my head saying, Satan will dissuade you from having more kids than you're able and putting off having kids. And David A. Bednar came to my mission and said, you should have kids as soon as possible after you get home and the Lord will bless you if you have lots of okay. kids. Okay. Uh, so these are the pressures that were right. coming so to like, me. Culturally, like in Mormon families, it's kind of counseled to not put off having kids. Yeah. Let me just like water that one down. Well, you don't need to water down. There's literal quotes that literal church leaders told and me. Like, and that was had a heavy influence on me. Yeah, like we just, and that's, I think my main motivator was, it was what my family, everyone in my family had done. So I just kind of thought that was the way it was. They don't, I don't know if they realize how much they're putting on women when they say those things. In their, in their, see, now I get it. Now, Dallin has become a feminist. Because they also teach that women are primarily responsible for nurturing children while the man goes out and works. This isn't a church talk. We're not talking about church. Okay. Sorry. But I will say, Dallin has become a feminist. Like, he's just kind of like been like, I never knew how hard that was for you. Or like, I never understood what that teaching meant for women. Or, and it is like truly the most attractive thing that he's ever done is be like, this the way the earth is towards women is so wrong. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Eight years of marriage. It's just, um, I think like sometimes when you're raised certain ways, it's hard for you. Even me, like I didn't, I remember growing up, I was like, oh, I'm not a feminist. Like, and I, but just because I thought boys didn't want to date feminists and I thought feminists were like these crazy people. But like, I think you just kind of start seeing seeing things, I don't know, as you get older. And for me, like I'm a woman. So I think I just started seeing things sooner. Like, Hey, that's not fair. Like, Hey, like how people treat women in this instance is totally wrong. Like they've never treated a man that way. And I think like, especially Dallin, as he's like distanced himself from, uh, like very conservative, very like traditional family roles, religion, he's started to really be like, wait, like that thing that I used to think was the way things should be is actually really sexist. And every time he does that, I'm like, Dallin, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Next question. I don't even know if we answered that one. For I don't what. think we did. Okay. What would you do? I guess we're just going to assume that they uh, are making oh, their what own would I choices do? Right. and they are for all the intrinsic reasons in the world, choosing to start a family next year, which, is great. which are also beautiful. We and they just want to live it up this year. Yeah. So I was just, never ever would I ever like take back any choice I've ever made because I like my children are like the joy of my life I think what we were trying to get at was we felt a lot of pressure to start having kids so I maybe oh, the first well, what, thing what I was getting at is, we had a lot of pressure right. to have kids well no I was getting just at, do it for intrinsic reasons we have felt a lot of pressure so we were like at two years we need to be having kids and so Dal and I were like well let's just go on one trip and we did this cruise to Alaska because we wanted to go on one trip, Correct. just us we talk about before we had all kids. The time. And it was just the most like now that we're like five years into kids and again, love our kids so much, but they just make it really hard to do things just us. Uh-huh. Like 
we treasure those memories. Like they, we didn't even know what we were doing when we were doing it. Like how, like how, like what the worth of that trip was. So I would just say like, if you can get away for a weekend, if you can do something like our most special memories are the memories. Like we went to Jackson hole once when I was like nine months pregnant and we camped for a weekend Loved that trip. and we went to Alaska and we went to Moab. And now whenever we go back to those places, we're just like, they're so like nostalgic and special to us. Here's one more thing I would say, as you do these trips together, take pictures and then print them out and put them on the walls as visual memories. Don't just lose them in, in your photo albums of your phone. Yeah. Print them out, have them all around your house, take really cool pictures and just have them as memories because life gets a lot more homebound. Once yeah. We kids have come. those on our wall and like, like when you look at a picture of your family with your kids, like if you get family pictures, then you just have this feeling like, Oh, like it, it kind of like knits you together. Like you see a representation of your family. Uh-huh. And I think that is the same for our like couples trips that we did. Like you see them and you're like, you just like, remember how much you love you just that, being the two of you. Yeah. You remember that you're more than just a mom or dad. You're also a husband and uh, a wife. Yeah. Like go for walks at night. Um, just you two and go to a restaurant and just sit there. And like Dallin and I used to watch the office when we went to restaurants. And now every time we go to a restaurant with our kid, we're like, remember when we used to watch the office and just like order stuff slowly instead of now the waitress comes and we're like, listen, we're ready to order. We're going to need this get to it, go actually. Get it all on the ticket. Get it out here Kids as are fast as possible. Yeah. All right. We just have time um, for one do more things question. slowly. Just like have spontaneous days where you sleep in and then wake up and you're like, what do you want to do today? And you just decide and then you do it and then you come home and sleep. All right. Here's one. Ashley, you are gorgeous. Thanks. Is that? That was one. Okay. I'm in the military and love watching your videos and and listening to your podcast. It's so nice to listen to or watch when I get lonely. The podcasts are great for long drives in the Humvees. Cool. Oh, There's people out there listening to our podcast in the military. Where do you see yourselves in 10 years? We have that talk a lot. So Dallin has been talking a lot about um, doing like flight school and maybe getting a pilot's license. And like, so right now we we depend on the income that we get from this business of social media that we have going for us. And like, I don't know, like we're not the most viral of people and we're not like the biggest of platforms. So we kind of always have in our mind, what is our backup? Like what in five years, what are we going to be doing if, if we can still be doing this? And in five years, what are we going to be doing if we, if this like peters out? Mm -hmm. So I think like if, if we, if we're still doing this, I think we would um, still want to be obviously doing vlogs and stuff but I think like we'd love to be doing more podcasts. And then I like love the food blog. I'd love for that to grow. It's grown. It's grown a lot, actually. Like it's doing pretty well for people who don't know how to food blog. Like we made like a thousand dollars last month. That was the coolest thing for me. I don't know. That was I, so cool. I just really love like building something from nothing. And then I just imagine everyone being like, you can't do this. You're not good enough. Like this will never work. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, just watch. Uh-huh. And I just like like proving people wrong, even though they probably don't even exist. I just make up people in my head who are like, you can't do this. Yeah. That's I my process. some doubts in the beginning, but I wasn't like, we can't do this. Not to say like it supports us, but like 
that would be so cool to me if this that'd be amazing if it supported us yeah it's just really fun for me i never thought i'd be someone who made money i just always thought i would i would just dallin would have a job and i would like take care of our family which is so admirable and so great i just never like thought about being a person who like brought home a paycheck um and it's really fun for me to do that even though it's just like a little paycheck right now but it's really fun for me and i would love for that to grow um, what do we see ourselves in five years if this doesn't work out? If social media, that's my fear. Those are what, whether or not those voices actually exist. The fears in my head are, um, your every channel like ebbs and flows and nobody lasts forever. Think about the, the longest running TV shows or like even the office only lasted seven or eight seasons or blah, 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 blah. You yeah, know, but people are still watching reruns, it's true. you know? Yeah. Um, Anyways, all of the fears in my head are this isn't a viable long-term career, blah, blah, blah. So, um... Dallin would probably get its pilot's license. Yeah, I think it'd be so cool to become a commercial... I guess our builder... We've talked about this before, right? Our builder of our house. He flies for FedEx. And the average FedEx income, I looked it up online, a FedEx pilot is between $200,000 and $400,000. I didn't think pilots made... Me neither. And he said that you could reach that point. I mean, if you just hustled, you can do flight school in like seven to months to a year. And then if you really hustled, you can get all your flight hours in another year. But that would require you to be up in the air for like six hours a day. Right. Uh, so as long as you could well, I mean, just like, get your flight hours really fast. You would be doing school that long if you went yeah, back to school yeah. or something. I would just be flying places. Oh, down cool. would be a flight. But then I would, and then you get a job with SkyWest or some regional airline for a few years, and that pays between 50 and 100. And then after you you get experience there, the big ones like Delta or American or United or FedEx or UPS will hire you, and you start making bigger dollars, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And they have pension programs. Where like if you work for them for so long, you just get paid a solid salary for the rest of your life. I think it's freaking sweet. Unless the company dies. Unless the company dies. But I don't think people will stop mailing packages anytime soon. If anything, they'll just be mailing more packages because things are becoming more and more homebound and remote. Yeah. So that's Dallin's kind of like backup dream. I think mine, I think I would stick out the food blog. I would love to keep doing the food blog too. Yeah. So wrong with that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of like, I kind of like hustling. So I'll probably always be hustling on the side or something. Or I don't know. Sometimes I go to like preschool, like I see preschools or I, I drive by a school and I really think that it would be fun to maybe go back and teach school when my kids are older. Any school would be so lucky to have you. I don't know. Or start my own like farm school. I've. I've thought about you that. You should start a preschool. I know. I would have a really good preschool. It would yeah. be so fun. Okay. Anyways, we should probably do this again. Thanks for joining us, you guys. ISNHST podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us anything. What do you want us to talk about? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in ways you shouldn't talk about it. I should. Yeah, I right. Should, we will. Should not have said that. Should not have said that.